Benjamin Franklin Gates, you're undertaking the duty of the family Gates to find the most spectacular treasure in history. That's a clip from a portion of the movie trailer for the 2004 film National Treasure. And Benjamin Gates underwent a journey somewhat similar to the journey that we followed these children through in this drama just a few minutes ago. And there's something that's thrilling about the possibility of discovering a treasure. Discovering something that, uh, upon discovery, is solely for the one who discovers it. My home state of Arkansas, there is a state park, Crater of Diamonds State Park, uh, where you can go and you can visit and you can pay just a few dollars per digger to dig for diamonds. And this is a site that's known to produce diamonds. I've never been there, but in the first service I uh, polled the students, the student choir that was with us, and a good number of them have, probably over half of them have been to this site uh, and gone digging for diamonds. And uh, the policy of that state park is finders keepers. You pay a few dollars, if you find a diamond, whatever it is, you get to keep it. And most of the diamonds that are found there are not uh, worth much of anything, but every now and then you hear of a diamond with uh, great worth. And as we turn our attention for just a few minutes uh, at the conclusion here of our service this morning to God's Word, we are pointed to the greatest treasure. We're pointed to uh, the greatest treasure uh, ever found, ever obtained, ever discovered, uh, ever received, and that is uh, the treasure that is found in Jesus Christ, the gospel of Christ. It is indeed a cosmic treasure, for it is a treasure uh, with incredible importance, with a value vastly beyond measure. So let me invite you to open up God's word with with me for just a few minutes. If you've got a Bible or access to a Bible, let me encourage you to look with me at Colossians chapter 2. And we've been in Colossians in a message series from Colossians. And uh, we come to Colossians chapter 2 this morning, beginning uh, in verse 1. And listen to the way that God's Word reads there. Colossians chapter 2, verse 1. Paul writes, I want you to know how hard I am contending for you and for those at Laodicea, And for all who have not met me personally, my goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ. These words are written from a Christian to Christians. This was written by uh, Paul to Christians living in Colossae. And he wrote these words, he wrote this letter in, in order to encourage them in their faith, to encourage them to fix their eyes on the one who is supreme, the one who is central in our faith, and that is, that is Jesus Christ. In fact, he, he tells them exactly why he's writing this to them here in verse uh, 2 and 3. End of verse 2, he says, I am writing that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and of knowledge. And like the treasure that Ben Gates was searching for, and like the diamonds that those who dig in Crater of Diamond State Park are searching for, this treasure, when it is obtained, the treasure of Christ, the treasure of the gospel, this treasure, when it is obtained by its seekers, by those looking for it, it's a treasure that they never let go of treasure that they never lose. It's a a treasure that they obtain forever. But unlike perhaps those other treasures or any physical 
treasure that we might be searching for. This is a treasure that those who discover it cannot wait to tell others about because they want to share it with others. The author of this letter, the author of Scripture right here, Paul is is writing because he is working on behalf of fellow Christians. He's writing to encourage them. He's writing to contend for their faith. He says in chapter 2, verse 1, he says, I want you to know how hard I am contending for you. Contending. Some translations say how hard I struggle for you. But this word, contend or struggle, is uh, the word that, uh, from which we get the English word for agony. Agonizing. It's a word that, that Greeks used to refer to the place where they gathered for the Olympic Games. Foot runners and wrestlers came together fighting to win. And Paul is saying, I'm contending in this way. I'm agonizing for the faith of you believers and many of whom whom I've never even met. Earlier, really, this is at least in, to some extent what, what this youth choir was doing this morning. Fellow Christians whom we don't know, we've never met personally yet, they've come to encourage us in the faith. They've come to contend for our faith uh, in the one who is Jesus Christ. This is what they will be continuing to do. and We praise God for them. This has been an exciting week of Vacation Bible School, a week that many hours of preparation have gone into from lesson plans to decoration to recreation to snacks, arts and crafts, music, on and on we could go and Certainly, I hope it's been an exciting week, a fun week for all those uh, involved. But even more important than fun, this has been a week in which people have come together in the church to contend for one another's faith. Reality, according to God's word and example that we find here, is that Christ followers labor for one another's spiritual growth. Christ followers, Christians, followers of Jesus, they labor for one another, for each other, for for one another's spiritual growth. And there are a number of ways in which the author of this letter did this. And these are things that we ought to emulate, things that we ought to participate in to practice as well. Firstly, we can participate in laboring for one another's spiritual growth by praying for fellow Christians. We have to pray for for one another. In fact, Paul makes clear early on in this letter that he's doing just that. He says in chapter 1, verse 9, he says, Since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We have to pray for for one another's spiritual growth. Pray for fellow Christians. Also, we learn from the example of Paul that we ought to encourage fellow Christians. Pray for fellow Christians. Encourage fellow Christians. In fact, he makes very clear in verse 2 of chapter 2, that my goal is that they may be encouraged in heart. He wants to, to lift other believers up. And let's be known as people who lift up other Christians with our words. Pray for fellow Christians. Encourage fellow Christians. We also ought to love fellow Christians. He says, he says my goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love. The truth is that, that knowing Christ Knowing this treasure that is Jesus Christ is, is, involves what you know in your head, certainly. It's a big part of it. But it's more than just what we know in our head. It also involves our hearts. Scripture is stating here that, that we, we know Christ more by participating in Christian love with one another. We ought to pray for fellow Christians, encourage fellow Christians, love fellow Christians. And as we do these things... We must proclaim Christ. So proclaim Christ. 
the message of Christ throughout in the process all along the way. If all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are found in Jesus as God's word says they are right here. And if we care anything about other people in the world, then we will proclaim the message of Christ. We will proclaim the gospel of Christ to others. Our, our children saying just moments ago, he's the way, the only way to heaven. If we believe that as the word of God says, then we must, we must proclaim Jesus Christ. Christ followers labor for one another's spiritual growth. One other main point that I want us to see this morning from God's word, Christ followers also delight in one another's spiritual growth. Christ followers labor for one another's spiritual growth, and Christ followers delight in one another's spiritual growth. I want to read two more verses before we conclude. Colossians 2, 4 and 5. Paul writes, I tell you this, so that no one may deceive you by fine-sounding arguments. For though I am absent from you in body, I am present with you in spirit, and delight to see how disciplined you are and how firm your faith in Christ is. So he's already told them why he's writing to them. He's writing so that they may know the treasure, the cosmic treasure, the vast treasure, the incredible treasure that is found in Jesus Christ. And now he tells them why he's, he's writing, why he's telling them that he is contending for their faith. And he's contending for their faith because he doesn't want them to be distracted or misled by, by anyone in the world that, that points them in the direction of something else to fill the void of Christ. Because he doesn't want them to be distracted. He doesn't want us to be distracted by any other, any other love, any other treasure, any other thing that we might value that only Jesus Christ himself can fulfill. And as he hears about how firm their faith in Christ is, as he hears that they are committed to Christ, that they are disciplined in Christ, he rejoices over their faith. And likewise, church, brothers and sisters in Christ, we ought to rejoice over followers of Jesus. Rejoice over followers of Jesus, whether they are individuals that are coming to faith in Christ for the very first time, or they are mature believers that have walked with Christ for decades, that are living a life that displays following Christ. We ought to rejoice over other followers of Jesus. Have you ever been given something or found something, come across something that was of great worth to you, Maybe as a child you came across a secret stash of candy that you think, thought that others didn't know about. Maybe, maybe it's a, a favorite fishing hole or maybe as an adult it's a favorite place to go on vacation. And you discovered this, you came across this, but your immediate reaction was not to tell everyone else about it, but to keep it for yourself because you didn't want too many people to find out about it and thereby enjoy it and reduce your enjoyment of it. Well, the gospel of Jesus Christ, salvation by grace through faith in Christ is not like that. Because when we receive it, we are compelled to share it with others. And all who obtain this treasure, this treasure of Christ, experience the fullness of it. Abundant life, eternal life. It's, it's not like other treasures that are that if discovered are divided up among people and you get your portion. No, you experience the, the fullness of it, even when it is distributed to the masses. When we recognize that we are saved, that we are restored into right relationship with God by the almighty grace of God, there is a chord struck deep within us as recipients of that message 
that compels us to share that truth with the world, to proclaim the message of Christ to others, to rejoice over followers of Jesus Christ. Christ followers labor for the spiritual growth of others, and Christ followers rejoice over the spiritual growth of others. And this is because Christ followers believe the message of Christ. And believers in the message of Christ contend for disciples of Christ. Believers in the message of Christ. Those truly believe the message of salvation by grace through faith in Christ contend, labor, struggle, agonize for the faith of others. I want you to know, children, youth, adults, I I overwhelmingly believe the message of Christ. I'm amazed by the message of Christ. I know that many believe the message of Christ, and this is why you're gathered here this morning. Perhaps there are some who, who've heard this message. Perhaps they've even bought into this message to a certain extent through outward actions, perhaps through a ritual, perhaps through coming to things like vacation Bible school, perhaps through church attendance, or trying to follow the example of service that we find in Christ. But maybe you've never made Jesus the treasure of your life. Maybe He's never captivated your heart, never fully received your devotion and your affections. That's you, and let me urge you, let me invite you to receive the greatest treasure, the treasure of Jesus Christ. Repent of your sin, place your faith in Jesus for salvation. Allow us to rejoice over your faith in Christ. Perhaps you know this treasure, perhaps you have received this treasure, but something else has distracted your attention. Something else is vying for your attention, and not living as if this is the greatest treasure in your life. If that is you, then let me encourage you to return to Christ, to fix your eyes on Jesus Christ, for only Christ gives true and lasting satisfaction. Perhaps you're a child, and like Mr. David shared this morning, you heard this message of Christ this week, and you came to a place of recognizing your need for Christ, and turning to Christ for salvation. Maybe you have trusted in Christ for salvation this week for the very first time, or perhaps you, you feel like God is leading you in that direction, and you have questions about that. You need some guidance through that. And in just a moment, we're going to stand, and we're going to sing a hymn of response. Let me encourage you. If that's you, boys and girls, if that's you, people of any age, let me invite you to come and to let one of us know that down front because we want to rejoice over your faith and we want to contend for your faith in Jesus Christ. Perhaps you're struggling spiritually and you come and allow myself or one of our other ministers the privilege of of praying with you and for you, proclaiming Christ to you and alongside you, contending for your faith. But as we respond, church, let's rejoice over followers of Jesus and let's contend for the faith of one another. Father, we love you and we thank you for this day. We thank you for a day that you have made. We thank you for life and life in you. We thank you for the greatest treasure, the treasure of of knowing you, a treasure that you have made available to us and offered to us that we might freely receive by your grace through faith. Father, would you lead us this morning? Would you hear our praise? Would we exalt you? Would you move among us that... 
that we might rejoice over each other's faith for your glory. And it's in Jesus' name I pray and ask these things. Amen.